Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. A quick heads up for grown-ups before we get started. In honor of Indigenous Peoples Day, this week we're learning a little about the Cherokee Tribal Nation. We do mention the Trail of Tears and forced removal on today's episode. We don't go into graphic detail or anything, but we did want to let you know that it's there in case you might want to listen to that portion with your child. We threw some kid-friendly resources in the episode notes in case you or they have questions and want to learn more. Also, grown-ups, if you and your kids love learning about the world and all its wonders, check out Bun Amigos, a travel podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join rabbit friends Bun Bun, Hopper, CT, and Buttons as they hop all over the globe exploring cities, learning about different cultures, and having plenty of fun. Check the episode notes for the link and listen to Bun Amigos wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. And I'm Sneak. I'm a caterpillar with red sneakers. And that's Sparkalicious Sparky Spark, the coolest giant chicken in the park. <laughs> Hi, Ryan! <laughs> you sure did. Um, nice beatboxing, by the way. <gasps> I know, right? My friend Jamie taught me yesterday at skateboarding class, and now me and Sparky can be space warrior detective astronaut librarian DJs and defeat the evil space zombie carrots once and for all in a super galactic break. Uh, do you have any earplugs, Meg? I think my ears are going to actually explode. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, here you go, Bean. Holy cheese balls, thank you. <sighs> okay, back to introductions. I'm Bean, I'm a butterfly, I wear a yellow hat, and I appreciate the music of silence. <laughs> And now that you know who we are, this is Story Pillar. Pillar. Story of Pillar. I feel a story coming on. Wonder where we'll end up today. We'll blast around the world. We'll sneak and be leading the way. Go, Story Pillar. We're in this together. Stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar Shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter With friends everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of season two of Story Pillar. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Holy cactus knees beatboxing is fun, am I right? Uh, as long as earplugs are involved. Well, beatboxing, Maggie Poop, or no, let's check in with our listeners and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? little shoelaces. Did you hear all that beatboxing? 
<gasps> Let's all do a story pillar beatbox. Ready? Story pillar. What a thriller. Share your feelings. Eat potato peelings. Laugh, fill your pop. Great kid advice. Don't stop. Hear a story or two. With our giant chicken rib. Story, know it, go it, love it. Pillar. Not bad, tiny, wiggly brother. Aww, thanks, Beanie Weenie. Ew, but, like, we don't really eat potatoes on the show, Sneak. Speak for yourself, sister. Someone pass the french fries! <laughs> okay, back to our feelings check-in. One of our listeners said that they're feeling upset with a friend. Yeah, I heard that, too. That's, like, a terrible feeling. Uh, yeah. Terribler than toothpaste on a trash can. Actually, that's exactly smackly how I feel with my friend Layla sometimes. Really? How come, Sneak? Well, Jingle Bell, usually we have the most fantastic time playing Robot Bunny Space Warrior Ninja Detectives together. But whenever we have armpit fart noise song competitions, she changes the rules just so she can win every single mingle dingle time. And I want to stop my tiny little caterpillar feet into a gabillion pieces. Oh, Sneak, that is a pretty terrible feeling. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. But at least we, like, have our sticky situation for today. What do you do when a friend upsets you? <gasps> Hot tootie scooties. That means it's story time. <laughs> yep. In honor of Indigenous Peoples Day last week, today we're traveling to the ancestral lands of the Cherokee, currently the largest Native American tribal nation in the United States. The Cherokee originally lived in and around the Smoky Mountains, mainly in what is now the U.S. states of North Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia, but unfortunately... They were forced from their land in the early 1800s and made to travel over 800 miles west to Oklahoma on something called the Trail of Tears. It was a long, difficult six-month journey that many people made on foot without proper clothing or food or shelter, and not everyone survived. That's horrible. I know, Bean. Um, grown-ups, we put some links in the episode notes in case your family is interested in learning more about this tragic part of Cherokee history and the ways that they have persevered. Like through their written language that this amazing man named Sequoia developed with his six-year-old daughter, Ayoka. <gasps> Ooh, or by playing games like Chunky, which is kind of like beanbag toss on wheels with really pointy sticks and is definitely the best game name ever in the history of the universe. <laughs> exactly. Okay, before we start the story, I'm pretty sure that OCO is one way of saying hi in Cherokee. Want to try it? OCO! OCO. Yep. Listeners, your turn. Nice. Okay. Rocket time sneak. Buckle your baby toes, everybody. And count down. Three, two, one. Rabbits Don't Climb Trees by Meg Lewis Adapted from Why the Possum's Tail is Bare, a Cherokee Folktale 
Rabbits don't climb trees, Sass Whisper shouted at the caramel-colored snail clinging to his long gray ears. <sighs> he took a shaky breath and eyed the very tall birch. He somehow found himself climbing for the second time in two days. In the history of the universe, rabbits have never climbed trees. He sucked air through his teeth and somehow managed another awkward tree hug hop upward without falling to his doom. Well, you already made it further than last time. Smudge glanced doubtfully at the tangled weeds a mere eight and a half inches below her best friend's fluff ball of a tail. Then she crossed her eye stalks for good luck and gave what she hoped was an encouraging wiggle. And it's not that much further, she coaxed. Just maybe don't look down. No sooner than the words were out of her very small snail mouth, Sass looked down. Hot flaming carrots! <gasps> the terrified rabbit gulped like an asthmatic snapping turtle and clung even more fiercely to the silvery trunk. Hey, sassy pants! A chipper voice burst through the web of branches high above their heads. Don't take all day, we've got a full schedule. <laughs> a possum's toothy grin popped out from a cluster of heart-shaped leaves. Oh, Hey, Tulip, Sass stammered. Uh, just Sass is fine. Uh, I don't really wear pants. <laughs> he thought about waving up at his new friend, but his front paws suddenly slipped, and he opted instead for clinging to the peeling bark like a crazed, furry tree frog. <sighs> just tell her you don't want to climb a giant tree. Smudge gave his forehead a whack with her acorn-sized shell. I will, but she's new here and well, I don't want... Just later, okay? Sass twitched an ear in annoyance and managed to scrabble up another inch. Come on, sassy sauce. Get your gizzard in gear. They've got everything all fixed up for the harvest dance tomorrow and you do not want to miss this view. Tulip snaked her skinny pink tail around the nearest limb and effortlessly swung out into the warm summer breeze. Can't see much more than a squirrel's armpit from way down there, am I right? <gasps> of course I am. I'm always right. <laughs> she snorted, <laughs> then landed with a flourish on one foot and catapulted herself even higher into the treetops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do squirrels even have armpits? Smudge hissed and dangled her tiny eyes in front of Sass's large alarmed ones. I don't know. Doesn't everyone have armpits? Snails don't. Smudge frowned and shoved her face as close to her friend's eyeball as she could get without actually blinding him. And snakes and worms and sea cucumbers and... Ow, okay, I get it. Quit that. Sass gritted his teeth and channeled his inner caterpillar. Um, yeah, uh... Be right up, Tulip, he called, determined to actually reach the top this time. But just then, a cottonwood seed floated by, white wisps trailing like a lazy jellyfish, <gasps> no, no, and landed no, no, smack no, no, no. in the middle of his highly sensitive rabbit nose. <gasps> oh no! Sass shook his head violently and slammed his tongue against the roof of his mouth. Get it off, get it off, get it off! Take cover! 
her, Smudge shrieked and dove for the safety of her shell. He's gonna blow! But before either of them could finish panicking, Sass let out a sneeze that could be heard from at least three miles away. His paws lost their grip once and for all, and both Snail and Rabbit landed face first in the sticky, wet mud. You sure aren't good at climbing, are you, sassy shoes? <laughs> Tulip crowed and cheerfully picked a leaf from the soggy rabbit's left ear. It's just ugh, sass, ugh, he groaned, then pushed himself up and out of what felt like the biggest, muddiest puddle in the entire forest. And no, rabbits don't really climb trees. Sass! Tulip cocked her head to the side and tapped hmm. a slender pink foot. What kind of name is that? Oh, well, Sass gulped. Once I accidentally stepped on a fallen beehive and like kind of got covered in honey. He felt himself blush fire engine red under his fur. And then you screamed like a possessed mountain lion? Smudge chirped helpfully as she slimed her way across his cheek. Sass rolled his eyes at her. And he was covered in so many sticks and leaves that when he got home, his sister screamed, Ah, it's a Sasquatch zombie come to eat us all. The little snail flailed her eye stalks in mock alarm and pretended to faint dead away. And, well, the name kinda stuck. Uh, get it? Sasquatch? Sass? He shrugged. But, uh, definitely not. Sassy shoes. Tulip smiled and gave her rabbit friend a brisk slap on the back. Whatever you say, sass master. <gasps> now, this harvest festival sure ain't gonna decorate itself. Let's go get us some wildflowers. And with that, she was off, skipping across the mud puddles left by the previous day's storm. Sass sniffled, then reached past a waving stalk of ragweed and plucked another daisy. <coughs> he moaned, feeling as if he had jammed a thousand cotton balls up his nostrils. Seriously? Smudge shot an eye dagger at Tulip, who at that moment was playing air guitar and singing at the top of her lungs. She growled. Uh, did Tulip even hear a word you said? For the love of toadstools, and now this? Uh, uh, you're allergic to pollen. Well, yeah, at least I think she was listening, but... No, no giant black bear butts. No tiny little ant butts. No butts. At all. She crawled down Sass's dripping nose and fixed him with as fierce a look as a blueberry-sized snail could manage. You have to say something, Sass. New friend or not, this is not okay. Sass squeezed his eyes shut, blocking out her sad, serious face from view, then flopped down on a nearby rock. A jay squawked out a challenge somewhere above them and a flash of blue sliced through the bright sunlight that steamed the morning fog from the forest clearing. <sighs> okay, fine. I'll tell her. <coughs> yes! Smudge high-fived her eye stalks. Now we're talking. Sass half-smiled, then narrowed his eyes at his small, wonderful friend. But I'm not entirely sure I wouldn't rather climb a tree. 
Tulip barked and plunked down a bucket overflowing with a jumble of leaves and petals. She eyed the trampled daisies and scoffed. <laughs> Is that all you got? We'll stand back because I got lady slippers, trillions, columbines, fireweed, and this little beauty. She waved a slender green stem lined with flowers shaped exactly like tiny pink hearts. This here is Lamprocapno Spitabulous. She let it fall with a satisfied plop. Bam! But I wouldn't expect you to know that. <laughs> Tulip for the love of pine cones. Easy there, big guy, before your head pops off. Just tell her how you feel. Sass screwed his eyes shut, nodded once then took a deep, shuddering breath. <sighs> well, t Tulip, I'm allergic to flowers and weeds and pretty much anything that has pollen. And I hate climbing trees. He waggled his stubby little rabbit arms. I'm just not built for it. And why can't we do something that I'm good at for a change, like building stuff or I don't know. Pine cone cat sculptures, Smudge piped up. You have quite an eye for shape and proportion. Uh, thanks. Anyway, I really don't like being called sassy. Not sassy shoes or sassy sausage or sassy anything. My name is just Sass. He closed his eyes for a long, slow second and took a deep breath. The tangy mountain air almost, but not quite making him sneeze. He eyed Tulip, silent for once, the fur of her cheeks looking more pink than white. And well, I want to be your friend, but I also know I don't want to feel bad about myself every time we hang out. He gave her hand a squeeze and let go. Well, sass is short. I mean, sass. I'm sorry. I just thought that if I was funny and good at everything and knew all the things, you would... I don't know, like me. She let her head fall forward and shrugged. But I guess I kind of managed to do the opposite, huh? Yeah, pretty much, Smudge quipped, then ducked as a furry gray paw reached back and flicked her shell. Ew. Uh, it's okay, Tulip. Sass patted her shoulder, then shot her a sideways smile. I like you, but I want to like me too, no matter who I'm friends with. Yeah. I get that. <sighs> Clear as crickets on a corn cob. She blew out a sigh and rocked back on her heels. Welp, I guess that means no more tree climbing. Hmm, about that. Sass tapped his chin, a spark lighting his eyes. I think I have an idea. You too! Tulip shouted and yanked the thick rope hanging from the wooden pulley Sass had sanded to glossy perfection. That's my eyeball. She watched her friends scramble out of the swinging wooden Just bucket and plop down on the branch Damn. beside her. Finally! She pointed to the valley below, eyes nearly bursting with excitement. They're starting! Sass, who had kept his eyes squeezed firmly shut on the entire jarring, terrifying journey to the top of the giant birch, cautiously peeled back his eyelids. <gasps> oh, wow. He breathed, taking in the sight of the wide, graceful valley sliding its way between lumpy blue-green mountains. He saw the soft, honey-colored smudge of the fairgrounds in the middle, and he watched, mesmerized, as the dancers stomped and whirled, proud and beautiful in their finery like fierce, brightly painted ants. 
He blinked and felt his mouth curve up into an irrepressible smile. Well, sassy's uh, sass. You rabbits might not climb trees. She nudged him with one bony elbow. But you sure do make the best friends. Sass felt a warm glow spread from his chest all the way to the tips of his whiskers. Yeah. He flashed a grin at his two best friends. Just like snails and possums. <laughs> The end. So, what did you think? That was snail terrific. What could be better than iStock High Fives? <laughs> okay, what did you think about the story, aside from the cool snail? Oh, that was fantastic too. I really liked how Sass had enough bunny guts to tell Tulip how she was really making him feel, even though it made him feel like throwing up and exploding into an anger volcano like Kablooey! Gross. Anyway, I liked how Smudge was there to give him a pep talk because speaking up like that is hard and it's so much easier if you're not like completely by yourself. But... Sneak. Tulip had a pretty chill reaction. She like apologized and they became actual friends, but that doesn't always happen. Exactly. Sometimes Layla turns purple and screams, I quit 97 gusplillion times. Or sometimes Jasmine will just grunt at me like a really mad wildebeest and then like not talk to me. Yikes. Those both sound really frustrating. Um, well, let's ask our listeners, Story Pillar friends, what do you do if a friend reacts like Layla or Jasmine? Have a grown-up share your advice at storypillar.com slash unsticktricks. But I still think we have a pretty good unstick trick for when a friend upsets us. Be honest about how they're making you feel. Hopefully, a true friend will react more like Tulip and make a change. And now it's time for Listener Unsticky Trickies! <laughs> Let's check in with our friends Alex and Addie to see what they recommend. Hi, my name is Addie. I'm 11 years old. So what do you do when a friend is upsetting you, but you still want to be friends with them? Um, I tell them I don't like what I what they said or did, and then we try to be friends again um, and try to fix the problem. And what would you do to make yourself feel better? I would tell myself that the friend is only going to be angry for a little bit, but if that doesn't work, then I would spend some time with another friend and then get back to the other friend. Hi, my name is Alex. I am seven and a half. And one thing I like to do when someone is not being nice to me is say I don't like that. And if you keep them doing it, tell the teacher. How do you think the grown-up would help you? The grown-up will help me, well, talk to a friend or have a little talk. And how do you feel when you and your friend talk it out? I feel better because he doesn't have to tell me unkind words. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, thank you. Those are like good ideas. Absolutely, Bootly. Worth an old try-a-rooney reel. <laughs> Thanks, Alex and Addie. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick that you use when a friend upsets you, we'd love 
to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstictricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our fifth episode of Story Pillar Season 2. Sweet baby possum pickles and tennis Where did I put those earplugs? I ate them. Sneak. Gross. Just kidding. They smelled like sausage and sweet potato. Mm. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. (gasps) Sneak attacks. And banometer checks. In the weeks between. Don't forget to have a grown-up join our mailing list and subscribe, rate, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. If you have a story suggestion, unstick trick, or just want to say hi, send your grown-up to storypillar.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-P-I-L-L-A-R. They can also find a link there to our Ko-fi page, as well as more information about how to support the show. As always, thanks to Andy Joe and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song. For more of their great kids music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. And a huge thank you to Neve McAuliffe for her work on our audio this week and to Jamie for bravely sharing his beatboxing skills. We love you! And grown-ups, don't forget to scroll your eye stalks over to Instagram. They don't have eye stalks. Or do they? Snake. <laughs> Our Instagram handle is at sign storypillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkallisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye! Come back next week if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, speaking up when a friend is unkind is tough. Try being honest about how they're making you feel. Or, like Alex and Addie suggested, ask a grown-up to help you talk it out or find a different friend to hang out with. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on.